Great teachers don't just come from the classroom. They can be found almost anywhere in your life. That's why we, Wade and Hope King, created this podcast to connect you with the stories, the tools, and the joy you need to take education to the next level. Nowadays, everyone's an educator. Whether you chose that career or not. And we're all in this together. So come on, let's do this. Welcome Welcome to to the the new EDU. Another episode of the new EDU. I am so excited. Well, we are so excited. Yes, we are. To be here with one of our favorite humans. Guys, basically, we're ending the podcast because we've already had it all because we've been sitting here talking to her for quite some time. Almost 20 minutes. I think that we could honestly. Awesome. Yeah. And I think we could honestly talk to her for days. So I don't want to waste any time, but please welcome the amazing Dr. Jody Carrington back to the new EDU. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You know what's going to happen here, Wade? Just take a seat. That's right. And Hope and I are going to fight for air. That's right. So that's fine. That's, that's my right. life. I feel like, I, well, exactly. I was like, you kind of probably feel like you're married to me as well because it's, it's like same, same. It's, right. it's fun. It's fun. Okay. So I know you've been here before, <laughs> author, psychologist, all the things, but just tell everybody, update them about you, what you're doing, who you are, what you've got going on. And then we're going to talk. We're going to talk how as teachers, we focus this summer on ourselves, which is exactly what we were just, we right. had a big conversation mm-hmm. and I said, Chase, hit record. So we're going to pick up where we left off, but I want to, I want to give you time just to introduce yourself to everybody once again. Well, thank you so much for having me. I this I have been back here with you a couple of times and I'm just fall more and more in love with this, get your teach on brand and what you're doing uh, for some of the holiest people on the planet. I'm a psychologist. I'm, I often say this, I'm a child psychologist who doesn't like kids, but I, I much prefer the big people because this whole idea is that if the big people aren't okay, the little people don't stand a chance. And I think for a very long time, we focus a lot of our efforts on kids. And so as a child psychologist, I think that shifting this idea to the big people and primarily in our world of raising each other's babies, particularly now in this very disconnected system, educators will become such a significant, even more than ever before, piece to the story Mm -hmm. of every tiny human who crosses their path. And so I will do the very best for the rest of my career to connect to teachers. And so I I started speaking to teachers a little bit. First of all, after I left, I worked at this locked psychiatric inpatient unit for kids for 10 years. And so I hung on to some of the, the trickiest babes. And when I set up a private practice, I started to consult with schools. And so I would often get the question about like the toughest kids, right? I would hear educators say, hey, Dr. Carrington, we do a, a consult. We have We have never, (laughs) ever in our 72 years of collective educational prowess, we have never seen a kid like this. He kicks and he bites and he draws bombs and he got the ADHD and the ODD. I would say, oh my gosh, I'm on my way. And every time what started to happen is we would unpack the ed file, which would be so full of behavioral support plans and psychoeducational assessments and LMNOPs and QRSs and Zetras and Litras and Vitras. But I would just say, I know it's all about relationship to me, Hope, and I know this is what it is to both of you as well. So I would just say, who can tell me his middle name? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, what level is he on in Fortnite? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Where's his mama? Mm-hmm. When, when's the last time he saw his siblings? 
And when I have a staff who can answer those questions, that baby will rise. The CUM file or the ED file will shrink Mm -hmm. and that kid will do magic. Mm -hmm. And so I started to talk about that on stages. And then they said, could you write a book? And I was like, no, uh, because that's dumb. And then I did. And then uh, it's called Kids These Days. And it sold over 150,000 copies right out of my garage, which my husband so thrilled about. He's very excited about that. And then I started to speak more and more to teachers because they have my heart and they're the kindest group of people on the planet. And I think really often overlooked for their piece in um, the trajectory of everybody's stories. I can tell you my, every single teacher I had K to 12 and um, they, some of them were my heroes and some of them taught me the hardest lessons I needed to learn. Um, but they are woven into the trajectory of my story. And so then I connected with another amazing Canadian educator named Lori Mack. And we wrote a book called Teachers These Days, which we launch in August. Yay! That's yeah. amazing. Uh, congrats on a second one. My goodness. You're my oh, hero right there God. just for writing a second one. Mm. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then we're going to be with you, you what? and me and you and me on this stage in Florida. Like in together. And it is coming. Like together. Coming. Together. Like all at the same time. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. I'm going to have to remember. I said, I told my husband that it's a week long. I I was telling you this before we started, but like the, the Kings are very, very committed to, to the preparatory process. And so they have requested that I enter Florida four days prior to the conference, just for some manifesting (laughs) and maybe some visualization. Absolutely. Get your mind right. Maybe yoga. Right. And, and wine. And then, then we just do the day. And he's like, how long is your talk? I was like 60 minutes. (laughs) And he's like, cool. And then, I, and then what happens after? I was like, there's debriefing. There's debriefing. That's right. That's right. Is very big. Is a very important at, to the, at the least. A few days. Lots at of the meetings. Least. Lots of meetings. Yeah, we're planning for the future. We're planning our collaborations for the future. It's just important to continue things. You don't want to. You know. You don't want to stop the momentum. You know. It's important. No, you don't. You don't because I think it, there's there's a creative process here that we need to honor. <laughs> You know what I mean? 100%. And we don't we don't want to mess with that. That's right. Not at all. Now you you haven't been on a plane in over a year, you said right earlier. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. It's, it's wait, <laughs> I don't know how to do it anymore. It's a little different. Listen, in I will Canada, come and drive you if right, I have to. Right now. <laughs> and I don't right. even drive. Will, I hate driving over two hours. We will figure it out. What what's it been like recently in Canada around your area? Because I know in the United States we're opening up a little bit more and we're talking about that a little bit. Yeah, just give us a little sense on what you guys are experiencing up there. Yeah, how are you doing? Right. That's because people probably don't ask you that, right? Right. Yeah, I I think that's a, such a great question. I'll put it into context. I think even though we have one tiny little border that separates us, uh, I think we've experienced this pandemic in so many different ways. Even across you know our respective countries, there's been completely a, a different look at things. But I think that right now we're still in significant lockdown mode. And so um, there's some provinces that are struggling a bit more. So Ontario and Alberta, where I am, all the kids are schooled from home. There is uh, no restaurants are open. You can get takeout and those sort of things. Um, you can't gather can only have outdoor activities with five or less people uh but if somebody's dead then you can have 10 so you can have 10 at a funeral but you you can be at a church with 20 people but then if somebody's dead then it has to go down to 10 like it's so it's so (laughs) fascinating trying to navigate this and so my heart breaks for anybody who has to make those decisions right now but i for this most of this pandemic i've been talking a lot about how okay one step at a time Like we're fighting a virus, not each other. How do we look each other in the eyes? How do we wave from afar? How do we buy each other coffee? Like, let's just 
come on. And I would say similar to so many people that I speak to, it's like this, this week, it's really hit me the last couple of weeks, I would say in particular, I'm just so tired. And anytime I speak to teachers up here, you know, I often do this thing now, like, just tell me on a scale of one to 10, you know, one being the best year you've had as an educator, you feel like you're making the biggest impact you've ever had to 10 being you feel like this is the trickiest time in your profession that you just feel like mm. you're not making a difference that maybe you chose the wrong profession or it's just, you know, you're tired to your bones. And so many times, you know, I, I mean, we're still doing all of our talks virtually here. And so, you know, we, we have the flood, the waterfall of mm -hmm. the chat comments, like 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 9, 9, 9, 9, 9. And then there's some joker that's at a three and everybody is like, what? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Are you on leave? <laughs> And, you know, there's lots of people that are like 12 and 15 yeah. and yeah. like this, you know, so I, I think it's like, it, it's interesting because we're so disconnected that I, that, that exercise is so important to understand that we're all exhausted. It doesn't do anything to rejuvenate hope, however, because what we need to, to keep afloat is we need to, to be, to be able to acknowledge each other. Mm. And here's the hardest part about it, right? It's not that we can't do this. We're wired for all of this. Mm -hmm. People have done so many more incredibly hard things in this lifetime, in this world, in this moment, right. than, you know, if we're, if we're privileged in this position to, to be able to teach, to be able to lead somebody, then we know that there's an aspect of privilege there. And I think what really is important in that process is that how we stay connected is we've got to acknowledge each other. But when you're tired, when you're exhausted and overwhelmed, you become very internally focused, right? So egocentric, they say. So you get, you know, you're much more focused on your like your heart rate and, oh my God, what's this? What's that? What's yeah. going on? Blah, blah, blah. And we lose the aspect to be able to even look at you and be like, oh my mm -hmm. gosh, I love that hat. Mm -hmm. Or I didn't think about right. that. I, oh, I I love RVCA too. Like you, I love how much <laughs> you're wearing. I noticed that, right? But yeah. when I'm dysregulated, all I'm thinking about is like, oh my God, am I saying the right thing? Am I saying the wrong thing? Is my right. lipstick right? We, oh my God, right? So it's that egocentrism, syntonic perspective versus the dystonic at my ability to, to look outward. And you know that, for example, you can prep for this all you want. Okay. So you can start by going, okay, it, let me give you this example. Cause you, we're going to talk about Maverick for a minute in a birth plan. You make a birth plan when you are regulated, when you have the perception to look and wonder about, mm -hmm. you know, how dad's going to function and how the doctor's going to function. And Oh my God, okay. Can I wear this bra? Cause it'll look like super cute in the first pictures <laughs> when the baby comes I'm like, okay, you just pull my hair back in a pony because like, I want to get, yeah. And anybody who does, now, it says they don't think like that. They're lying. <laughs> right. Oh boy. So then the 10 point contractions come on. Yep. You're ripping your bra off. That's you're right. throat punching your husband and you're like, I don't care. Right. And your ability to worry about where anybody else, because you're very internally focused. Mm -hmm. yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. So my ability, do I have the aspect, do I have the, the capacity to be empathic and kind and planful? Yes. That's who I am. Mm -hmm. right. But when I'm overwhelmed and exhausted, I lose those things. And I start mm -hmm. to scare myself a little bit even. Yeah. Right. And so I think that's what we see generally speaking right now is even when we've taken away, um, we're back sort of practicing or being at sporting events or doing all the things, the ramifications of the heightened stress response are still going to be so present in our bodies for years. Yeah. And that's, I mean, and that's this before this year, because this pandemic, I mean, last March, I mean, it's been over a year that teachers have been going through this, even last summer. And 
it's not just going to be an overnight fix when we're all back in school again in September and August or what, whenever schools go back. Some go back in July, which is yeah. crazy. Yeah, so and I mean, you know, you mentioned that you are going to be coming to get your teach on this summer, the national conference. And, you know, when we – first of all, this is the conference that technically was planned last what, year. two years ago. Two years ago, yeah. Or was it last, last year. year? Last, last year. year, sorry. You know, time who, – who, who even knows? knows? Nobody cares. It was like five years ago. Nobody, right. It was about, COVID yeah. time. Exactly. Yeah. But when we, we completely revamped the content, especially for our general sessions where everybody is together, and we did that very intentionally. Right. You know, we have you coming. We have Dave Hollis that's going to be coming. Obviously, we have the incredible Steve Spangler who's going to be there. We have mm -hmm. um, Thaddeus Bullard. A lot of people said, oh, my goodness, well, I'm a teacher, and how, how dare you have a conference where you don't, you don't have people learning from other teachers. Like if I'm an educator, I don't want to hear from somebody who's not an educator. And I'm like, whoa, 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 hold up. <laughs> and this is what you and I, and what the three of us, mm -hmm. I say you and I, like it was just, a I feel like when I just, I'm, I'm in the room with Jody by myself it's, sometimes. I'm sorry that uh, you disappear. And I say, this is what you and I I'm, were talking about. I'm going to go work out. I'll see y'all later. It's just, exactly. you and my husband could be the same because you're exactly yes. the same people. Like <laughs> as you are, Jody, carry we, on. We need to find a way to live closer. <laughs> no, this um, is awesome. But it's what we were talking about prior to this. And I'm like, hold up for a second though. Teachers, one thing that Wade and I have been talking so much on our platforms about and to our audience about is that you are more than a teacher, yes. right? Teaching mm -hmm. is not your entire identity. It is a piece, a part of mm -hmm. who you are. And while teachers want to do the very best that we can, and we are so, you know, as a population are selfless and care more about others than ourselves, I'm like, hold on a second. And it's exactly what you were just talking about teachers cannot show up well for students if they're not taking care of themselves. And that's how we restructured this conference and said, hold on a second. We're going to focus on pouring and serving mm -hmm. the educator right. rather than teaching them how to serve someone else for a change, mm -hmm. because that has always been the focus of education. And while this pandemic, I, I, it's been difficult. I mean, I, you know, I suffered one of my most challenging seasons that I've ever had. I mean, I suffered with anxiety and depression. And I'm still, you know, working through that and, and finding my way during this time. But I will say that I think there has been a shift. And although we have some things to overcome, I'm glad that that shift has been. Hold on a second. We've got to focus on the people who are showing up for the kids every single day first. Mm -hmm. Then we can focus on them serving the students. Right. And so I just want you to share a little bit. I know we were having a big conversation, but you know, as we head into summertime and as teachers are actually getting a little bit of a, a breather, because yeah. I mean, really, mm -hmm. you know, it's school year is going to turn around. It's going to be here again. And we don't know what those challenges are going to be because we haven't lived it yet. What, how can teachers begin to their process of recovering, of fueling themselves, of preparing? Because honestly, in the past, on and I know this is a long, a long intro to what I want you to talk about, but in the past, like when I think about what I would have posted on Instagram during the summer, it would have been about, hey, teachers, prepare these centers for your kids. Right. Hey, decorate your classroom like this. Hey, set up this. Hey, think about this amazing lesson. And all of a sudden, it's it's different. The conversation is different. Yeah. And it's more so step away. Step away from all of that and focus on what you need. And so I just want for you to, with your expertise and your wisdom, mm -hmm. to, to share with teachers, because I know their question is, well, how? How do I do this? Because then I'm going to be starting the year behind. If I step away, I'm going to be starting behind. Then that's going to stress me out, stress right? Out, what does self-care actually look like during the this this short period of time that teachers actually have a breather before mm -hmm. heading into another year that we we don't really know what that's going to look like yet. First of all, I don't think it's either or. 
I don't think either you are doing self-care and saying screw it to everything else Mm -hmm. or you're going in 100% prepped and not looking after yourself. I think there's a standard of practice that have to has to happen. And we often come from a behavioral mindset, which is you earn it and then you get to rest. Right. Yep. You earn it and then you get the reward. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. You earn it and then I'll be kind to you. Right. We set up most of our structures, the disciplinary practices and the institution of education still very much work this way. Yeah. Yep. If we are going to be productive as humans based on, by the way, that theory was developed based on what we know from a rat and a pigeon. <laughs> okay. It doesn't work that way for humans because we got a prefrontal cortex, you understand? Mm -hmm. And really critical about you and me and those of us serving babies is that we can't tell them how to be amazing. We have to show them. Wow. Which means I need to be in a place where first I rest and then I go. If I'm going to teach anybody successfully, I got to collect and then I direct. If I come out of the gate and teach all the lessons and then say, now you get the reward. If I don't have a baby in a place to learn those lessons, he's never making it to the reward. That's right. That's right. If I don't have an ability to sort of say to myself or to say to the people who I love or I lead to be able to say, now's our time to breathe. Now's our permission to take a moment, to take a day very purposefully. And I think that's the issue, right? Is that we anticipate, oh my God, it's not done yet. Oh my gosh, I got to get here. <sighs> okay, I'm resting. I'm resting. Relaxing, relaxing. Everybody's relaxing. Can do some yoga. Yes. Can do some yoga. And you're, this is how you're mm-hmm. meditating, like you're checking. Yep. Yeah. Whoa, oh, the phone is dinging. I'm yoga. Yep. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so, what I think is so interesting about this, right, is is it's it's such a, I think we make such a mistake in being like, okay, you take a yoga pass, you go have a bath, that's dumb. Here's the three thing. I mean, it's not dumb in and of itself, but what I think is really critical for me, and if if you, anybody who's listening, here's what I would do. I would write down the word reconnection because I think connection's important to me, but reconnection is the the name of the game right now, hmm. which means connection is the easy stuff. Connection mm-hmm. is like waving at your neighbor or buying coffee for the fellow behind you. All good stuff. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Reconnection the, by, by sort of the meaning of the word is that there is something there that we need to get back to, that there's a rupture, a disconnect, a something that has been broken. And so repair is required. And in all relationships there, it is not about avoiding the rupture, the disagreement, the, discussion at a staff meeting. It is your capacity to repair that predicts success of a culture and a marriage and and a relationship. So when we have babies lose their friggin' minds on us, which is their job to get emotionally dysregulated, our job is to walk them home. Mm -hmm. Our job of educators when we come back as a staff is to lose our minds sometimes in our staff teams. I I disagree. I think we should do this. No, 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 no. No, you can't give every kid a cookie. What do you think? They're all going to want cookies. Okay, so just a second. Let's figure out who this baby is. (laughs) Yeah. It is. It is the reconnection. It is the listening. It's the holding space, the collection. And then we decide mm-hmm. to move forward. Yeah. Now, if we were to take that back to our own personal self, my gosh, we understand this with babies. We understand it less so with our staff, but we really struggle to get it for us. Mm-hmm. How do I reconnect to me first? And here's the three things that I think might help you. Number one, I have to do these three things on a daily basis and I put them on repeat. When I do them on repeat, I am at my best. In this week, I would say I have not done these things nearly enough. Okay. So number one, I need to reconnect to my people. Now, if a bra or doing your hair is required, they are not your people. Say that again. That's what she (laughs) says all the time. 
if you if you can't go over and yeah. again i mean i know it, when this applies to men too if you can't go over to somebody's house crack a beer and not speak for three hours but never leave those are not your people that's right if you feel like you got to make small talk or yes. you got to, you know, whoa, look at the time. Not your people. That's right. Not your That's people. Right. A very small group should manage in that place. Huh? I'm talking about the ones that you would sit on the kitchen floor with laundry everywhere in a pool of snot trying to navigate how you're going to say goodbye to your mama. Mm-hmm. That's your people. Mm-hmm. That's your people. Mm-hmm. And I want you to get them in your head right now. And I want you to at least every day either send them a text message, a note. And if they're up in heaven, one of my best friends uh, lost her battle to cancer a year and a half ago. She's my Rhea. Her name's Rhea and her nickname was Ghana, which everybody who's named Rhea should have the nickname Ghana. But anyway, she said that, <laughs> she said, I love this. You you guys are like, yeah, we're going to edit that out. No, anyway. we're not. We're going to leave that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, so what I, here's the cool part about it is that sometimes even if your people are no longer on this planet, I need, I know I need to take a, raw, a walk and talk to Ghana. I know mm. I need to go for a drive and I talk to Ghana and every time she answers. Mm. And it is that sense of when you reconnect to your people, you remember why we're here. Hmm? Because it, it always takes me back to this Ram Dass quote that her and I found together when she was dying. It's uh, Ram Dass said this, we're all just here walking each other home. Yep. We're all just here walking each other home. And some people are amazing at it. Some people suck at it. Some people we think should be the walkers aren't. And we're the walkies. I thought I was going to walk her home. Guess who walked me? Mm-hmm. Wow. That was her. Right. She had nothing left in the tank, her deathbed. She was the most influential person in my whole life. Wow. So I don't know whatever you have today, but don't ever doubt it, whether it's enough or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The second thing for me, I got to get back to every single day. So my people, I got to reconnect to my people. I got to reconnect to my breath. Now, this is going to be about two new two chapters in the new book, but it's really about this idea of there's Eastern philosophical brilliance that us Western philosophical folks don't quite get. Yes, it gets your prefrontal cortex on. Yes, it gets you back into that place of from a neurological perspective, but also it changes your energy. I just felt myself do that actually as you were talking. It just naturally happened. <laughs> it you know what? And it just really we realize that you know we're trying really harder that we're leaning in or that you know even yeah. as I'm talking to you, I'm really wanting you to hear me. And when I breathe, I have so much more capacity. This is a Zen term that I keep right above my computer these days. It says, don't push the river. Don't push the river, right? Because like for you and me, Hope, I think in particular, we're like, we don't have time. That's right. Bottom line, let's go. That's right. Come on. Yep. And this lesson of don't push the river becomes so critical to me around how do you trust the process? Because I often don't think I need to trust the process. I'm going to make the process. What I'm going to do. All right. Because I don't right. got time. Because what if somebody drops the ball? Yeah. I'll just do it. Right. I'll do it okay? myself. Yep. Move over. Mm-hmm. Do you know what, Wade? And mm-hmm. then if you get, then I'll call you and you'll lift it out of the way. That's right. You will kick it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's so it. It, <laughs> it's this idea of it all comes back to the breath. Yeah. You cannot belly laugh if you're not deep breathing. You cannot find the joy if you're not deep breathing. Anybody who's having a temper tantrum can't take a deep breath, right? Which is why it's really uh, such a misnomer to say to kids, take a deep breath when they're having a meltdown because they can't. Right. Mm-hmm. They're in their limbic system, right? You're incapable. It, it is the yeah. process of, I got to show you. Yeah. I got to show you. Come yeah. on, come on, come on, come on, baby. Yeah. So that's number two. And the last thing for me is informed by number one and number two. When I have number one, I'm connected to my people. Number two, when I'm remembering to slow down in my body, number three becomes clear and it is my why. 
what's the point? Why are we here? Mm-hmm. He called me by name. Am I ready to rise? Mm-hmm. And I think that is the thing for me that has to come third because I cannot get back there unless I've done one and two, which is very much about reconnecting to me, looking after me, right? Yeah. It may or may not involve yoga or a bath or a run Pedicure. or drinking my water. <laughs> <laughs> because we know all those things, but it yeah. gets really difficult to get to those things. If I just say, did, you know, I ask this to my husband all the time and he's having a bad day. Like, did you go for a run? Did you drink your water? He's like, you know what? Shut up. Because we know all of those things. Yeah. But when we can't get back there, we have no access to them. Yeah. So the key for me is really in the reconnection of the things that we have control over in this moment. Our people, our breath why. Yeah. And I love too, that you said that it doesn't have to be, you know, just talking specifically about educators through the summertime, that it doesn't have to be an either or. And I think that that's a lot of times what stresses people out when they hear self-care and they're immediately like, I don't have the time. It's an immediate, I don't have, but I don't have the time, but you do. It's a matter of, you know, as an educator, maybe as I am preparing something for my classroom, maybe I look at, okay, what do I really need and what am I wanting to do, right? And getting the needs accomplished first and then taking that extra time to take care of myself. And then if I have time to be able to go back to that, right? But, and this is the part that I think that a lot of people don't understand is they think that self-care has to be hours long or it has to be a certain amount of time out of your day when so much of it is awareness. And like you said, the reconnection with yourself, I think is such a huge piece of that. Well, it goes back to what you were saying about purpose and why, like, why are you doing this in the first place? And is this actually needed to fulfill that why and that purpose? Not always, right? Not always. And I think that's an easy way to check yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. And I think that, you know, there's always going to be the stuff. And I think what we try to do often is try to control those factors, right? Like, mm-hmm. okay, I don't, I don't want to post this because I don't want anybody to come back on me. I don't want to, you know, have this hard conversation because I don't know if it's going to be. So we try to avoid some things or we try to figure out why I think trying to avoid, and we do this basically in any IPP or IEP that, that has been made in the history of the free world is when it talks about motivators and triggers, what we're trying to look like is taking away all the things that will cause emotional dysregulation Mm -hmm. and figuring out the things that will keep a kid calm. But the issue is I want to back that up and say, no, what is the plan when he's at its worst? And let's say, Mm. let's welcome it. Come on, baby. What you going to do today? Right. Huh? Spit, kick, hit. How many moms are going to find out that I'm wrong? How many dads or, you know, the college of Alberta psychologists, right? What? Okay. What am I doing wrong? You're right. I'm messing up lots of times. Tell me. Yeah. Tell me. And I think and how do we handle that is the answer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, e- even you talking about that, like I'm not even thinking about school. I'm thinking about Maverick. I'm thinking about my son. Like I'm obviously more than an educator, more than a teacher. But I think even as parents, what we try to do is do everything to avoid those breakdowns or those really, really dysregulated moments. And we can literally drive ourselves insane trying to do that. That's what teachers do during the summertime. This is why teachers pour so much time into decorating their classrooms, into preparing the materials, into creating the perfect lesson plan is because those are the things they can control. 
Mm-hmm. Those are the things that they can control. And I think that, you know, I'm, I'm just going to speak for myself here as an educator, also as a mom. This is just my personality. Those are the things that I control. So I know I have a handle on those. Right. It's the unknown. It's the what exactly what you were just saying, Jody. It's the what type of situations am I going to face? What kind of parents? What are they going to think about me? What, what are they going to say about me this year? How is this going to happen? The and question, can you imagine? Can I just say this to you right now? Can yeah. you imagine if you just did this? Right. Right. And can you imagine stepping into the classroom and just being like, we got it. That's it. If, if I have a flashing lights with white or it's just me showing up in my jean jacket. That's it. Same, same. And it's like so fascinating about that process that I am blown away every time I get back to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is why reconnection is the answer because yeah. it's never a one shot deal. You will not arrive. Do you know, I just learned this recently. You, we won't arrive. Do you know that? Nobody's happy. Yeah. No showing up. Nobody, yeah. nobody gets to happy. That's what, when people ask me this all the time, I just want this for my child. I want them to be happy. I want my child to be happy. Nobody's happy. No. <laughs> That's the truth. No, nobody on Instagram is happy. That's... Nobody wakes up in the morning and be like, whoa, look at this. I'm looking. I love these 40 extra pounds I got in my Ukrainian <laughs> chassis. I love that. That's what I hope for. That's right. You know what else? I'm happy in my marriage. Oh, I shouldn't have married. I had the option. Listen up. I had the option to marry Todd Bablitz. I had the option to marry Scott Lowen. And I chose this one who blows his nose like this. (laughs) (laughs) I, you happy. It is not about happy. It's so much about where do we find the joy? And comparison is the thief of all of it. Yes. And we're so inundated right now with social media and we have so much more time to sort of look at everybody else. And I mean, I'm a hypocrite in this way because I do my very best to produce content that, you know, fills each other's souls. But it's also, I mean, I'm also on there. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, what are they doing? Oh my, look at this. Same. They got the family pictures done. Same. Jesus, Aaron. Same. Aaron, get the outfits out. We need to get the family pictures. Same. And then get what the right mean, filter. Aaron? Then you got to get the right filter to make it look perfect like the sun. Even though it was a cloudy day, it looked sunny all of a sudden. You know? uh, and we're just I'm- frolicking on our bikes with Disney hats on. <laughs> it's so true, though. I mean, I'm hypocritical in the same way. And that's, you know, and I think that that's what we need to have more conversations about is that reality right there. Because, I mean, what you just said, when I was naming all those things that I would be doing, I do them during the summer, right? I mean, that's what I was constantly doing to, to prepare. That's but that's not bad. No, That's not no. bad. You, you, can, you can do them if you want. I want you to do it on purpose. Right. That's right. Because right. I that's think right. there's this really misunderstanding of like, okay, so what are you saying? I just say like, screw it and that's I don't do right. anything? Yes. No, 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 mama. No, no, no. Thank Come you. back to me. I, I want us to be able to do this much more on purpose. Yes. Right. And just really from this place of understanding that you are going to change the trajectory of a child's life just by showing up. That's by, right. By, and if you want the best, if, if it makes you feel great to have all the best bulletin boards, then you go. Yeah. You go because I'm going to learn from you. Yeah. I'm going to if you could sell it on uh, Teachers Pay Teachers and I'll buy that. Yeah. You know, yeah, because I, I'm not that's not my jam. If that's your jam, then that's amazing. And you right. do it. Yeah. If your jam is to not do those things, then what I really want you to think about is you can buy that on Teachers Pay Teachers, mm-hmm. but also, yeah. or I don't even know what those sites are, but you know what I mean. Or we can also just slow down in this place and understand that I will show up to the best of my capacity and on any given day, it's going to be enough. Some yeah, days it's exactly. going to be amazing. Yeah. And other days I will yeah. do my best. And, you know, I'm wondering too, just because like the thought process of educators with this, just because we have talked so much about self-care during this season specifically, which has been a a, a shift for us because we, I mean, obviously we still focus on the student engagement aspect and how important that is. And it, like you said, it's not an either or, right? I, my question is, 
do teachers know what it feels like to be able to show up well? I don't know that if, if they really know, because a lot of them will say, well, I just don't have the time and this is more important. I've got to do this for my kids. And I'm, and I'm like questioning, but do you know what it really feels like to show up well? Because we're That's not saying go in there and, and you know, just just be there, just be. That's not what we're saying, right? Because we're impacting kids. We want to show up well. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of us as educators, because we have always been trained, like you said, with the systems of education, to we've got to do this, we've got to do this, we got to, and that's what's going to impact the kids. I don't think that educators have ever had the time or have had the autonomy or have had the opportunity to show up well and know what that feels like? Such a good question. And what I feel like a little bit is that I, I think right now there needs to be some hope in this process because do you know how to do it? Absolutely. We're all, I think inherently we have access to that. Mm -hmm. And when you can think about your most sacred, clear moments, if you think about ever being inspired by somebody, if you have a teacher or a mentor or a coach who you looked up to, who you looked up to in that moment was somebody who was centered, mm -hmm. somebody who was clear, somebody who was, and, and they weren't all the time, right? They lost their minds or they did those things. But when we get inspired by somebody, it's in those moments where we actually do know what that feels like to be in that body. Yeah. And I think that we have the capacity today in this moment, as you're listening to this podcast, to get back to that space mm -hmm. because we have access to it. And I think for a long time, particularly in the system of education, we've undervalued teachers, we've under um, supported them, you know, financially and otherwise. And so I think there's just been this story, this narrative that is do more, do more, do more, do more. And I think our idea is, can we challenge that a little bit? Right. Can we slow it down? And just for a second, because we have access to it in this moment the more we get worried about whether we're going to leave a legacy, the less we're capable of doing it. Wow. The more we get worried about leaving a legacy, the less capable we are doing it. Because you, if you only knew how powerful you were just by showing up, mm -hmm. I mean, if you get, I mean, we've said this before, I think on here, but if you get the top three students in your head right now, who you'll never forget. Right. And when I ask educators to do this, I just want you to sink into this. I mean, just just let your class list flood into your head and you'll see pictures and images and you'll mm -hmm. smell things and you'll notice different things about, you know, staff and students in those moments. And if you only knew, you see, because you're woven into those tapestries, if you can think about them in this moment, they think about you 10 times as much. Mm. And you have no idea that they will not be able to say to you, Miss King, I remember that day that you really taught me how to use a Bunsen burner and that changed my life. Oh my God. Like I really wanted to know or the long vowel sounds, Mr. King. I was like, I so didn't get the long vowel sounds. They remember the time when, remember when you're teaching me how to do a layup with that basketball, Mr. Mm -hmm. King. And then you said like high five. And that was like amazing. Mm -hmm. That, that was the moment where I decided that I wanted to do sports. Right. It it has nothing to do with the the literacy and the numeracy. It has so much to do about how we deliver those things. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And if it's online or in person or it's any of those things. I mean, Mr. Rogers did all of his teaching online. Mm -hmm. yep. Wherever you are in this moment, you can be so you can have so much influence, yeah, yeah. but it's about how you show up. And so that's what I want you to focus on this summer is really what do we do with that energy, with that breath, with that slowing it down. And you just give this world the best that you can. Yep. And it's going to be enough. And, you know, we talk all the time about it's not just what you teach, it's how you teach it, but how you teach it is built in those connections. Right. That's exactly what we mean when we say it's how you teach it. It is all built in the foundation of connections. Well, and it's not isolated. It's not yeah. isolated to your personal life and your professional life. It's it's all it's all together. And I think if 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 we can just remind teachers that are listening right now that it is together, like you you 
it's, it's not you're taking these deep breaths at home. You're not just reconnecting with your people outside of school, but you're remembering that preparing for the school week or when you're walk, when you walk into that classroom. And yeah. I mean, it's it it helps. It works. It's it works. Hard. It's not it's easy to do when it's easy. Yes. It's hard to do when it's hard. And I think uh. that that's the piece, you know, that a lot of times as educators, we forget is, oh, yeah, okay, in this moment when I'm sitting here listening to Dr. Jody in this podcast, I can do it. I can do it right now. Mm -hmm. But can you do it on those moments where you're questioning the profession, where you're thinking, why am I even a teacher? Mm -hmm. Where you're thinking about leaving the profession, Mm -hmm. where you're thinking about, I'm going to, I'm going to, kill this kid. Mm. I'm going to kill this kid. I'm going to kill this kid. They're exactly. not going to make it out of my classroom alive. And so maybe I think maybe then there's number four that I think we really need to add, which is just really this concept of where's your safest place to land. Yeah. Because it's this idea of when you sit with the winners, the conversation is different. Okay. And you will need a place to land every time, which is what I sort of love about get your teach on right as a brand is it's like, you know, I often talk about this in our event series, right? Because you guys get to come up to Canada and we're going to do relay, which is our, Mm -hmm. my version of hanging on to teachers up here. It's this idea that I want you to figure out where you're going to land because there's a difference between being motivational and being transformational. Yeah. And I think what I love about get your teach on is it's so much more about being transformational, right? You can motivate and rah, rah and get on stage right. and everybody's like, yeah, yeah we yeah. love children. No, exactly. you don't. Exactly. You're going to forget that by Monday. Exactly. Right. So where's uh-huh. your next place to land? That's right. Right. And who, who am I reading? What podcast am I listening to? And I mean, it's never about the things that we offer. It's always about, this is what I love collaborating with people is that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not that good. Right. I'm not that good for everybody. Everybody won't be my biggest fit. But sure. if, if you can come and listen to I promise you, the people that you find who surround or sit with me will be also safe places for you to land. Yeah. So what's the next podcast you're going to listen to? You know, oh, my gosh, I'm totally in love with Fortune Feimster right now. She makes me laugh my ass off every time I see her. Also, go check out. I mean, t- today I walked into the office and I said, Dennis Quaid is here. And two of them had no idea what I was talking about. Oh. And I was like, okay, right now you need to go watch Ellen and Dennis Quaid. Okay. Because she's, there, there's an episode where she's in his ear and he walks into a, a coffee shop and she says to him, I mean, nobody knows oh, who the freaking Dennis those are some of my favorite And he, he stands in the middle of this a coffee shop and says, Dennis Quaid is here. Dennis Quaid would like to order a coffee. And I can't, it just about makes me pee every time. And I've had twins, so it's not hard to make me pee. So <laughs> it is. It is like, it is the best thing anyway. So I, you know, that's what we were just talking about today is like, where do we have those places to land that sort of it it, from neurological, from a physiological perspective, I want you to think about in including some oxytocin in to wash over your brain at least a couple of times a day Mm -hmm. so that the cortisol, you can tell the cortisol to beat it. Because if we don't think about that from a neural, you know, neurophysiological perspective, it becomes really difficult, even no matter how hard you work, how hard you're prepped, how much planning you've done, how many spreadsheets you own. None of those things will work well if you don't have access to it. So good. I'm telling you, this is always I tell people every time you come on, I'm just like, it is my therapy session is my therapy session. But I think that this was really diving deep into some questions that we have received a lot from educators just about, you know, the more that we talk about self-care. Okay, well, how do I do it all? And how do I do self-care? I mean, so much of this, I think, just needed to be almost, I'm going to say hashed out. I think that's probably a Southern term. I think that's what we did. But but Mm -hmm. yeah, so always and forever, thank you for doing what you do. And thank you for pouring into teachers and and showing up for them so well. We know it's not easy. We know, yeah. And it's is very challenging and difficult. So yeah. we we truly, truly appreciate you. And I appreciate you guys letting me join in today. Thank oh, you. Oh, we let, yes, that's <laughs> right. 
That's exactly. <sighs> that's exactly what I said. Okay, so before we wrap it up, and we're going to tell everybody where to find you and everything. Yes. Um, I know you've left so much on the table and just so much for everyone to think about and to process and to figure out what role it plays for them personally. Again, I encourage you just because I've I've seen during this time really allow this to sink in and think about where this fits for you personally. And I think that's so important. But anything last and and least that you want to leave with these educators as inspiration as they head off into the summertime and prepare for a new school year. Hmm. I, I would say this. We're just walking each other home. And in this season, I don't ever want you. I want you to spend so much time this summer just reflecting on how amazing you are. You've done it. You've arrived. The rest is just brilliant. So you just give them the best you got any given day. It's going to be enough. Soak into the reason why you're on this planet, which has nothing to do with the classroom. It's beautiful. Thank you for that. Oh, well, Dr. Jody and I are going to be in Orlando together. Oh, yeah. Wade's going to be there, too. I forgot. Hello. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm here. Kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No. But we are it's all. It's going to be awesome. Listen, this is what Orlando Get mm. Your Teach On is about, is yes. truly pouring back into you, helping you find yourself again if you've lost yourself. Help, help, yes, we're, we're going to talk some strategy, but that is honestly an afterthought. Like we want to mm-hmm. to be there with you to talk about the hard times, to to reflect on those and see what we've learned, but also to kind of be, build everybody back up again. So we're so excited. But also you have a conference coming up. You have a book coming out. There's so many things. So tell everybody about all of the upcoming things yeah. in the world of Dr. Jody Carrington, where they can find you, where they can find access to all of this. Okay, so remember how we talked about if you sit with the winners, the conversation is different. So what we're going to do is we're going to land in Florida in July. And then uh, the only date you need to remember is August 21st because then you're going to land in Canada. You can do this virtually, right? Because it's not even in person yet because we're not going on. August 21st. And then that day we launched Teachers These Days. Hope and Wade is going to be, are going to be in the same room. Hamish Brewer is going to be in the same room. We're going to have Joe Dombrowski in the same room. We're going to hold hearts and laugh our asses off. And then here, this is the whole point, I think, is that what I hear you saying is we want to reignite you because we're burned out right now. That's right. That's How do right. we reignite the soul so that this next school year, I mean, hang on during this one, and then next year is going to be the best thing you've ever seen, right? right? You're going to be ready for it like you've never been ready before. So we got plans for you, educators. We got you. That's all right. Follow Jody. She provides so much inspiration through lives and her social media content. You are Dr. Jody Carrington on Instagram. Am I correct on that? Betcha. Okay, perfect. And then and you go um, live every Sunday, Sunday night. night. Is that right? Sunday night. And then, yeah. And then I, I go live every morning. Morning. Monday yeah. to Friday. Morning too, right? Yep. Yeah. So if you need a place to land, that is a perfect place to land. Um, I land there quite often. So thank you for allowing me to land there. But thank you once again, Dr. Jody. If you enjoyed this episode, share it out. If you feel like other teachers, I feel like every teacher is probably feeling the same after this year. Share it with them. Mm -hmm. Give them that place to land, whether it be with Dr. Jody Carrington or whether it be at Get Your Teach On or one of us or one of the amazing presenters that we have on our team. Um, We have, I I promise you, if you tap into one of our communities, you're going to find somewhere to land, which is so important. And I love that you phrased it like that. Um, so share this out. Tag myself. Hey, Hope King. Hey, Wade King. Dr. Jody Carrington. We would love to engage with you on social media as well. Until then, teachers, keep doing what you do. Keep rocking the world. You are so valued. You are so appreciated. And as Dr. Jody said, you are enough. Never doubt that. We'll see you next week, everybody. The new EDU is hosted by me, Wade King. And me, Hope King. The show is produced by Chelsea Harfush and edited by Andrew Weller, with production support from Sterling Coates and Chase Mayo. Cameron Berkman is our executive producer. The new EDU podcast is a 3% chance production.